0: No, it's the Creator Spaces Show. I believe that the moment you start creating anything, you start making an impact on the world, whether you like it or not. It's just that you don't have enough information to know how to frame it yet. As you gain experience, the information can be assessed in three different ways. One, people acknowledging that they find value in your work and sharing their opinions about it. Two, people paying more attention to what you have to offer. And three, more people wanting to be part of your journey.
1: I try to stay away from putting numbers as a metric, which is hilarious to say, because that's really all that (laughs) metrics are, because anything you measure, you'll optimize for and then you over optimize for it and you kind of distort the thing that you wanted to do. But the amount of times that I feel good about an interaction, that would probably be it. That's something you could mostly quantify in a day that is important to me because when people read my stuff and they tell me, hey, I read your book, it helped me with this. Those messages are the best kind of comments you could give me. So I guess that would be my metric, the amount of reviews. and feedback that I get on how much of an impact I had on somebody's professional or personal journey, whatever it is, that would be something that I would like to measure more and would like to optimize more for, because obviously it's a win-win situation.
0: For me, it's all about if I feel like I'm responding to people the best that I can, if I'm being helpful, if people are like shouting me out for being helpful, that's how I measure if I'm providing enough value to the community. In terms of North Star metric monetarily, that doesn't really exist for me. I just want to be known as a person that's helpful because the more that I've implemented that, the more money I've made, (laughs) the more that I've just given all my knowledge away and not worried about trying to squeeze a buck out of every single interaction, the more money that I make. I really look at the messages that I receive on a daily basis, if not weekly basis. I have a bunch printed out in my room and that is just a great way to wake up or go to sleep is like just looking at them. And I highly
1: recommend that other people do that as well. Just understanding that your work matters and that you're actually making an impact is such a heartwarming feeling and to keep it top of mind is even better. It's a beautiful thing and a great reminder when the times get tough or you're not in that right
0: headspace. It's how many creators I help. One thing that's been elusive to me throughout my career has just been feeling the tangible impact that my work has. And you know, honestly, ever since making Creator Wizard, I've helped
1: people make like life-changing amounts of income. I've helped people get jobs. And yeah, it's been a truly transformative thing. So that'll always be my success metric.
0: I think one of the metrics is a qualitative one, which is, are people finding this useful and do they express to me that they are finding value and being able to apply what I am offering? Because if I'm able to do that repeatedly and on a consistent basis, then that means I'm actually creating value for people in a very clear and tangible way. Personally, the way I think about success probably has something to do with a combination of usefulness and enjoyment. Is this useful to the wider world? We're teaching people how to build businesses and we make every effort we can to make sure that the ideas that we write about are productive and good for society because there's lots of ways to make money now that just aren't
1: i'm doing courses i'm doing community so i myself really want to see how many students i can help to make that transformation so there's a lot of things i need to design in the course and community to make that happen i don't think i'm doing a great job right now but at least i i'm aware of what is missing so i think i'll be counting how many students i
0: can help make that progression the metric is transformation. Has somebody grown? Has somebody received value from what I've created? I don't do things for money. I don't do things for fame. I do things for meaning, transformation. And that's hard to measure sometimes. It definitely is. How do you measure it? There's some things that I can discern where I'm in touch with many of my former students who tell me things that I said 20 years ago. There are students that I've taught that are now teachers and colleagues and friends. And I have a collection of stories, I can't share them here, where I've saved people's lives. I've met people in times of desperation and darkness, and I've been a transformative agent in people's lives. I've had more than one student say, they're still here because of me. And I'm by myself, close to my tears and saying that. But that for me is the ultimate metric, is that I have increased life in another. When I started out in this,
1: I was in a fortunate position that I wasn't scraping for resources, but I had some financial cushion to just take my time and do whatever I wanted. And so my goal was really just to help as many people as I can, which I know sounds really cliche and vague, but I realized that you can give a lot of really great information for free, but nobody will act on it. And I think some of it has to do with the fact that free content doesn't have the same leverage as when you pay for something. And uh, the reason I'm saying it is because I have now started introducing more financial metrics for success in my business, simply because they realize that when people pay, they tend to actually change things. I could say I have 300,000 followers. That doesn't actually mean that I've changed any lives. But if I work with 1,000 people close one-on-one and they really take action, that changes their life much more than somebody who just follows. And that's kind of like vanity metric. So I haven't really nailed that metric yet because I'm still figuring out the value of free content versus paid content in terms of actually helping people. Even though that sounds a little bit woo-woo and a little bit cliche, but really if you want people to take action, I believe that at some point, it's going to be a financial commitment.
2: Yeah, they have to dedicate themselves.
1: That's the thing, and I realize also, you can only help people who want to help themselves, and people who really want to help themselves will invest in themselves simply if not to get leverage on themselves. Like I realize, and probably everybody in the same case, when you spend $1,000 on something, you're much more likely to do something about it than when it's free or when it's 10 bucks. I can give you the world's best TikTok course, but if I charge you 10 bucks, you might not take it seriously. Whereas if I charge you a thousand, you might actually do something about it because now you have leverage. I'm not really walking to talk on that one yet, but uh, hopefully that will come soon. So the professional level of success is how many people or have we noticed a trend or are we feeling like more people are saying, Mark, what do you think? What I'm talking about here is podcast privacy. There's a lot going on in that space at the minute. If I'm never getting asked my opinion of it, then something's wrong. Me and my industry, I'm not doing enough. It's on me, it's my fault. But that success metric of what do you think? Will you come and tell us about that? Will you talk to us about it? Will you do a Twitter spaces with us? Will you come and speak on stage? Will you write as a blog post? I think that as a soft metric is vital.
2: Well, I'll take this course, for example. I'm hearing the right sorts of feedback from people. They like what we cover. I guess I believe in immediate performance appraisal. So I'm constantly listening for what's working and what's not. And I tend to look for the things that aren't working. I like to hear when someone says, oh, I didn't like this, or you should do this, or this is a waste of time. I want to hear negative feedback. Are you ever concerned when you don't hear any? Oh, yeah. It sounds probably a little bit insecure, but I have an adage, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And when I put something, out there initially it's never perfect knowing that it's flawed and then I look for people to tell me oh yeah that thing is flawed here's how it's flawed and if they spot the thing that's flawed that I think is flawed then that's encouraging and then oftentimes they'll tell me hey you ought to do this over here this is flawed like I was doing videos and people kept telling me you have to smile more now I make this real effort to try and smile
0: I would say that right now, specifically, it's monthly recurring revenue, but I hope that this November I will launch a community. So at that case, I will value the health of the community rather than the revenue part of it. I think if I had the community, it will be much easier to communicate with my audience, maybe know what questions they have. I think that's um, the amount of subscriptions which are growing and the amount of unsubscribes which I get, but also what's the open rate of the newsletter. And if that is doing well and doing above the industry average, then that's the success that I'm looking for. Obviously, being a profitable company helps as well, but in terms of the creative success, it's most certainly around that sort of thing.
1: My metric is number of survey completions. And the reason I came up with that is because I want a million survey completions. Why I chose that number was because I figured if I get more clients, then I'm going to be doing more surveys. For me, it's all about engagement. It's just the connections. And look, data will tell you everything, for sure. But I really look above all that and really pay closer attention to these connections I make. The people I'm meeting, the people I'm talking to, it's invaluable. People will continue to pick up my phone calls, answer my emails pretty simple North Star. If I know that people will continue to support me as a person and support my message and continue to introduce me to other people and continue to further my own brand, then I'm doing something right. And I'm doing something right by virtue of also being able to add value to the trajectories of the other people in my network. I'm a firm believer in rising tides lifting all ships, and you just don't know what kind of incredible opportunities are going to come from a great tweet or a great dialogue to be able to be at a place where I can DM some of the most great thinkers of our time and get to be able to connect to them. The background of that is the only way you could be able to do that is when you can create great content because these people, they respect great content creators. And if I can do that, then I know that I'll be able to connect with all these people, which is why I'm um, like, if I had to go back, I would start with Twitter because it's leverage in terms of the relationships that you build. If I look at my day-to-day and evaluate how much of my time am I spending that is an investment as opposed to an expense, I think that's something that I think about often is building relationships and exploring my curiosity combined with if I'm interviewing people that I respect, and admire, and I want to learn from, that also fulfills that building relationships bucket.
0: So there you have it, folks. The success measures have been laid out for you. It's time to be more intentional about the difference you want to make in the world.